0: Welcome to Housewarming, a podcast about climate policy and solutions in Chicago, Illinois,
1: and beyond. I'm Abby. And I'm Annie. This episode is sponsored by Collective Resource Compost, a Chicago-based company making home and business composting easy. There's a movement underway among farmers in America's heartland focused on regenerative agriculture and soil health. Now, we're both city girls. Abby grew up in the suburbs of St. Louis, and I was raised in an urban neighborhood in Cincinnati. And we have both lived in Chicago for basically our entire adult lives.
0: We're certainly no experts at farming, so we turn to Liz Moran-Stelk, Executive Director of the Illinois Stewardship Alliance, to fill us in on what regenerative agriculture is all about.
2: My name is Liz Moran-Stelk. I'm the Executive Director of the Illinois Stewardship Alliance, And the Alliance's mission is to build a more just and regenerative local food system. We're an alliance of farmers and eaters who want to use their choices and their voices to build a more just and regenerative food system. We educate policymakers and community leaders and eaters about what we need, what are the barriers and the obstacles to building that kind of food system and and what it's gonna take to move toward the future. What I hear again and again from, our, from the Alliance Farmer members is that carbon farming just makes farming fun again. And um, I hear that over and over. I have a good laugh about it because um, it, it's great to see farmers are like sort of playing and experimenting and they're actually seeing the changes. Liz connected us
1: with Kathy Kasebeer, a third generation grain farmer in central Illinois. She explained to us why, after decades of farming on the same land, she and her husband, Rick, chose to educate themselves about soil health and begin to focus on cover crops and regenerative agriculture.
3: My husband, Rick, and I have been farming for almost 40 years together. We grow corn, um, soybeans. Wheat, we've added wheat tar rotation, and cover crops, which cover crops, a crop that we plant after our cash crops, after our corn, soybeans, and wheat. And that is to keep a living root in the ground as much of the year as we can. That helps cycle the nutrients. It helps prevent the erosion. It helps keep the soil temperature down. We are no-till, so, you know, we try to keep as much carbon in in the soil as we can. We learned about the soil microbiome, we learned about nutrient cycling, and we were already no-tilling, and this could take our fields a step further to make it a healthier soil, uh, more resilient fields, in weather extremes, just by using nature. And we do see weather extremes our goal on our farm is to use less synthetics as in fertilizers fungicides insecticides herbicides and use more diversity in plants which which will then cause the soil microbes in the soil to cycle the nutrients so we can farm in a more natural way we are a pilot farm for grazing those cover crops so bringing animals onto the farm which is another step in carbon farming. Really, adding animals back is a positive impact because it does cause the whole nutrient cycle to work in a more natural functioning way.
2: You know, after like a big rain event, you know they'll actually see the difference on their on their ground. Where right across the street, a neighbor who hasn't started trying, you know, um, these kind of soil health practices will have will have flooding, and they won't have the kind of infiltration like. They're not getting the same kind of um, results, and it just feels so great to know that not only are they happy and having fun, but that we as, like, eaters, that we get to be part of that because the choices we make that we can feel great about are helping them do something that's, like, good for everyone if farmers are capturing carbon, then they could be paid for it. I think it would be incredible to see farmers being able to measure how much carbon they're capturing. And then not only are they going to get, you know, what they get from growing or from grazing livestock, but then they could also get paid for the carbon they're storing for all of us. I think that would be awesome. If you're listening
1: to this in the city of Chicago, you might be wondering why this topic is relevant to you. Well, whether you live in a two-flat in Logan Square, on a cul-de-sac in Naperville, or on a farm downstate, we all share this planet. And simply put, regenerative agriculture is farming's answer to the climate crisis. We're all grappling with how to adapt to life on a warming planet, and nurturing our soil's health is a very practical way to take excess carbon out of the atmosphere and store it in the ground where it can help plants grow. That benefits everyone worldwide.
0: So what are the lessons here for Illinois residents who don't live in farming communities?
2: If you want to help and use your choices every day to help shape a more just and regenerative food system, there's a couple things that you can do. One is absolutely to buy local. And that doesn't just mean to buy vegetables and fruits at the farmer's market. It also means to look for bakeries in Chicago that are sourcing locally from, you know, grain growers that are in Chicago. If you can't make it to the farmer's market, it does matter to look for the kind of label like organic, like non-GMO. And now some brands are calling it regenerative. Also, pasture-based livestock Livestock on pasture is an incredible way to grow soil health and to capture carbon, so you don't just have to be a vegetarian in order to protect the climate, but most of all, um, to, to just whenever you can and as much as you can, buy local so that you can feel good about the choices that you're making that help shape the food system.
1: Liz told us about a free buying guide from the organization Kiss the Ground that can help you make mindful purchasing decisions that support regenerative agriculture. We'll put that link in the show notes. Thanks to Liz Moran-Stelk of the Illinois Stewardship Alliance and Kathy Kasebeer of Kasebeer Farms for joining us today and sharing their expertise. You can find Illinois Stewardship Alliance online at ilstewards.org, on Twitter and Instagram at ilstewards, and at facebook.com ilstewards. Case of Beer Farms is also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Farms. All of those links will also be in the show notes.
0: Thanks for listening to Housewarming. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. We will release three podcasts a month, two short episodes like this one that you can listen to on your coffee break, and one longer 25-minute episode you can listen to on your commute. Send us suggestions for topics to housewarmingpod at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at housewarmingpod. House Swarming Podcast was produced and created by me, Annie Metz. And me, Abby Wilson. We'd like to thank our sound editor, Alana Martyr epstein our research assistant, Molly Scruda, and our graphic designer, Reagan Carey. This episode is sponsored by Collective Resource Compost, a company working to reduce greenhouse gas emissions by diverting food scraps from landfills and hauling them to a commercial composting facility. Learn more about Chicago area pickup services at collectiveresource.us.
1: Follow the pod on Twitter and Instagram at Housewarming Pod, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey And, Jeanette. and You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dear Abby Rose. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us on iTunes or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts to hear the latest episodes as soon as they're released. If you like the
0: work we're doing, you can also become a supporter on Patreon. You can find us at Patreon.com/HousewarmingPod. Thanks for listening.